0: welcome back to leave a little sparkle i am julie walker and i am joined by two awesome amazing fifth grade teachers Um, One is the science teacher that's coming after Bill Nye, um, for sure wants that title. It's Daniel Barahona. Welcome, Daniel. Hello. And then I also have one of the classiest fifth grade teachers I've ever met. She can wear the most amazing shoes I've ever seen and still walk throughout the whole entire school. Just looks amazing. So, hi, Tracy Strauss. Hello. All right. So, on this episode, we are going to be deep diving into a topic that I find very interesting um, because of my own mental health journey, but also I wanted it to be in a safe space with people that I trusted, that I felt could also engage in that conversation and just how important mental health is for teachers. So this episode is on mental health. I'm gonna go ahead and give you guys trigger warnings if you feel at any time that it's too much for you, turn it off, we understand. There are places for you to get help, and I will be putting those resources in at, towards the end. So I want to read some statistics to you guys to start out. Is that okay? No, it's good. All right. So this is from edweek.org, published in June of 2022, which is not really that long ago. Um, three-fourths of educators and 85% of principals are experiencing job-related stress currently. And this is out of a poll of, I think it was um, a group of 2,000 people, 59% of the educators and 48% of the principals are considered to considering themselves to be burnout. Um, And if you compare that to other jobs that are not in the education system, other jobs are only at 44%. So that's a pretty huge discrepancy. Uh, and one other thing that i found was that a third of educators and principals stated that they would not be returning after the following school year staggering statistics for mental health for teachers so i just kind of wanted to open up the floor um i know tracy you talked previously about this being something they're passionate about and how mental health is important and you were just even talking about. How it's not a stigma to talk about anymore. So, you know.
1: Yeah, in the past, um, you know, to say anything like the word counseling or therapy mm -hmm. or help in this area, um, you just didn't talk about that because people looked at you like you were, something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. But I can appreciate today how we as teachers actually had the mental health uh, boot camp or first aid to bring light to the fact that this is something that we really
0: need to address. Mm -hmm. And I think there's two components to mental health in the education system. There's the teachers, obviously, and then there's the students. And they go through a lot, you know, there's a lot of situations, which is I think why I kind of wanted it to be with you guys because you're like part of my safe circle, is I did not have a good childhood and I did not have a safe place that I could turn to as a child to say, Hey, there's things going on that aren't good. Um, and I think we see that in some of these kids, we see that in some of their behaviors, but I think that that contributes to a lot of like my mental health issues and how I feel like I'm maybe not doing enough for the kids or I'm not, um, able to help them enough or things like that. Would you guys agree that that tends to be?
2: Uh, Yeah. It plays a factor because, um, there's so many variables Uh, Mm -hmm. if it's just something where we just show up to work and do what we do and that's it uh, that would be one thing Mm -hmm. there's so many outside factors personal factors Mm -hmm. historical um, and it's and it's real and all of it has an influence and effects in how one performs yeah and that's what a teacher does they perform
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, they are more than a the teacher. They're a motivator. They mm-hmm. are encouragers. They're actors or actresses. They are performing. They're, they're putting on a show. And it's, it's also been part of history with that interaction. Uh, it's like putting on a, like a play. It's like you're interacting. You're performing with the kids. And so all these things play a factor into it. Yeah. Um, I know for, for me, like, um, seeing how real it is for a lot of people, um, I always try to find how we can use that in a positive sense to be more encouraging. Um, I know, like, as, as, no matter how much stress or pressure might build up um, or that might be there already, that interaction with the kids is is very satisfying Mm -hmm. and that and that plays a role and helps a lot but it it just depends on the person and it depends on how we handle it and how we look at it and and how things are being dealt with but um, there's just so many variables that have to be looked at and it can't be ignored anymore Mm -hmm. Um, and, and having an understanding empathy and compassion goes a long way um, to understand not only our own selves, but everyone else and their place and where they're coming from, and mm-hmm. and having an unbiased way of looking at things, and very neutral, which is hard for people to do, yes, and express themselves honestly within that uh, social construct. But a lot of times, we kind of see it, and we kind of are, have mixed feelings about things, but when, when you have an understanding of how it is and 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 these different factors, then there's a more uh, we're able to interact. We're able to come together and we're able to uh, make something happen.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important um, for teachers to be able to take care of their own mental health, first and foremost, because I just know like even as a mom, if I'm trying to pour from my cup and my cup is empty, I have nothing to give to my son. And it's very true in the, in the classroom too. There's been many days that it's like I have nothing left to give you guys right now. And you're so emotional and you have so much you need. Um, I know that that has contributed to me having my own little mini ment- mental breakdowns um, just because I want to be able to give to the kids enough that they need. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. makes a
1: lot of sense. Because you have to be on all of the time.
0: Yeah. You
1: have to perform. Like Daniel was saying, you are a performer. You're an actor, actress.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you got to show them, they have to see that you are, quote, unquote, air quotes, okay. hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I saw this thing on Twitter where it talked about, um, in order to calm the seas... You have to meet them with your calm, so the kids might be acting crazy and things like that. But your your calm is what's going to get them to calm down. Yeah. And it was it was a visual. and It was really it was a good visual because it was like you know, could you imagine the tumultuous seas and how it just tosses around, and then there's just this serene yeah. water and um, how the you know, they meet together and they'll calm down. So uh, it reminds me. My
1: daughter one time said, "Mom." Meet my energy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. where would you get that phrase from? But I love it. Me yeah, mom, please meet my energy. Because I was a little frazzled f- at the time. I should say. Yeah, but you're, it's it's true. You got to have that calm.
0: Yes, and it's hard too to have that all the time, especially like I don't. We we're all notorious for kind of running behind in the morning. And it tends to happen, and so then you already kind of start the day off being a little bit frazzled. Mm-hmm. And then you walk in the door, and Miss Walker this, Miss Walker that, Miss Walker this, Miss Walker that, and it's like, can I walk into the classroom? (laughs) And we kind of get met with the same energy as soon as we pick them up from specials. Miss Walker this, Miss Walker that, um, a million questions, and then it's hard for them to to focus to get back into it, and and it's hard for me to stay calm when all that's going on because that's a lot to handle at one time. It is. Okay, so, in I know you both have different varying levels of expertise and how long you've been teaching. Mm -hmm. So, first, can you tell everybody a little bit about your education background, how long you've been teaching, and things like that?
1: Okay, I started before you guys were born. (laughs)
0: 1997. Oh, I was born.
1: Okay. I was born. (laughs) So, this is my 25th year of teaching. and Happy
0: 25th.
1: Thank you. I should get a pen soon, I believe. (laughs) Um, And it stems from third graders to eighth graders. Wow. Um,
2: So, you have a favorite?
1: (laughs) I'm going to say grade three. Content was my favorite. Gotcha. Speaking to the students on a social level, definitely my middle schoolers, sixth, seventh, and eighth. Really? Yes. It just seemed, it was very easy for me because they wanted to talk. Mm. So it wasn't me trying to get anything out of them. They wanted to talk socially as well as academically. Mm -hmm. And it was a really good balance because we had that relationship. Right. Um, So content-wise, it was my students in grade three, but socially, behaviorally, where students are coming of age, Mm -hmm. um, middle schoolers. So, um, they understand sarcasm the best, they do. That's what I'm saying. It's easy <laughs> yeah. to talk to them, yeah. It's a real conversation, yeah. And they, they don't get their feelings hurt like mm-hmm. that. Banter goes back and forth. Um, so ultimately, I would love to teach at the collegiate level though. But mm-hmm. you know, all of my experience is in K through or well, th- third graders to eighth graders, mm-hmm. magnet schools. I think I was at. Um, I guess you call them regular schools or home schools, uh, two. But the rest of them have been magnet schools. And I'm loving it. I'm looking forward to retirement. But because there are so many things um, coming down the pike with things changing, and again, we're talking about mental health. It's like I'm, I'm ready for that that break, mm, a mental break. <laughs> yeah, a permanent mental break. A permanent done.
0: Mental. We don't want but, it to be permanent, you know. I mean not probably like that <laughs> but moving
1: on to my next phase <laughs> right yeah, but uh, and every year every year like people say every year is different That truly is you got a, a different bunch of um, personalities coming in. right so it's, it's fresh every year like I, I I have to count. Like, I stopped counting at, like, 18 years. I stopped counting. Mm. And then I started recounting the years. Like, oh, yeah. Gosh, it's, it's my 25th year. <laughs> Whoa. Mm-hmm. But that's it for me, my my background. Mm-hmm. What was the
2: question? And I have a master's. Who are you? What's your background? <laughs> all right. Um, who am I? Um, well, it all started with... My experience in school, um, there was a couple things that um, I never forgot, and it was always elementary. And that was, later on in life, that was part of the decision of wanting to be a teacher in the first Mm -hmm. place, to go back to that because that's where it all starts. That's where the learning starts, the building blocks, mm-hmm. um, where I feel like the most fun. Middle school was great, so it was high school mm. and college. But I felt elementary was just, it, it's the start of everything, of, of where it, it all begins. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward, um, I went to a community college here nearby transferred to University of South Florida in Tampa Mm -hmm. to follow my education degree and the program and um, in that uh, complete all my courses get to learn as much as possible Um, we were learning a lot inside the school but I wanted more experience I wanted to learn more and I remember hearing things about how you have to be out there in the field to to learn more and so I did volunteer work Uh, I looked at different grades different schools I worked with the community working with youth sports Um, at that time was age three all the way to age uh, 14 Um, and it was when it's which is funny because one would think that a three-year-old playing sports how is that possible but it's very possible Um, so it it, get, it allowed me to pick up the experience and plan and learn and grow, um, and so and on top of that, I had very good mentors, pe- uh, people I knew that were retired teachers that were um, were giving me the best advice um, and and testing me to see how my mentality and where how I thought about things. So everything seemed to be clicking. of Being a teacher was the right choice um and so once i was able to graduate um even though i was so far away i said i definitely want to come back here to winter haven and bring on that knowledge here because my whole thing is um hillsborough county um bigger county and a lot of people are trying to get in Mm -hmm. But I, I want to go somewhere where it's developing and where I can make more of an impact. I felt okay. like I, I want to okay. be, I don't want to be a small fish in a big pond over there. I right. want to be a, a bigger fish in a smaller pond and grow with it. That makes sense. Um, so that's my, that was my mindset. Um, and I was very focused and driven on that from the very start um, when I was uh, finishing the program. and. And in the program, I got to work with different people who were studying to be teachers. And one of my goals that no one knew was that I wanted a chance to do group work with each one of them to learn what they know Mm. um, and see what their ideas were, to see how I can use that with my ideas. And if I somehow Mm. influenced them, I mean, that's great. Um, But it was about learning from them. And so I got a chance to work with everybody except for three, which, you know, it is what it is. But, <laughs> um, so, so that's basically the background and who I am and what got me started into all of this. One of my dreams was to go back to the same elementary I went to as a kid and see my teachers and everyone. And um, of course they were retired, too much time <laughs> has passed by, <laughs> but um, I never forgotten. I've never forgotten that place.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that, because um, when uh, I was graduating from college, I actually was hired by one of my teachers. She be, she had become a principal. That was my first principal, was one of my third-grade teachers.
1: Oh, full circle. <laughs> yeah,
0: it definitely was. And that was my first elementary school that I had ever went to, so pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Tracy, did you always want – did you always know you wanted to be a teacher? Was that something that – I, I... That's a good question because I, other people thought that I would be a
1: great teacher. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that. But, I mean, that's life. People see things in you that you don't see. They see that leader in you. You're like the last one to know. But they bring it out of you. I always thought I would be in a corporate world. But I am a social person. And I do Mm -hmm. care about people. And I do care about growth. And I do care about community as a whole
0: and right. where can
1: you impact where can you start that impact is in school
0: yeah absolutely so
1: it was the the correct path to go in and then speaking of um what daniel was saying he was saying back in school or starting in school i know that once i did decide okay yeah i think i would be pretty good in that field called education <laughs> when i was in fifth grade it's like I thought I could teach better than the
0: teacher type Uh-oh. of thing. I,
1: I, <laughs> if this was my classroom, you know, I had that mentality. But it kind of stayed there. But when people started saying, I, you would make a good, you would do great in this. You know, you, you're good with the kids. and mm-hmm. So it wasn't my first choice, no. But once I got into it, I realized that the skill set that I had limited itself to this field. Yeah. And it's just, you know, to better someone, to bring out what they can be. I yeah. say, not make them better, but bring out what they already have.
0: Yeah. So when I, um, started kindergarten, um, my mom was pregnant with my younger sister. And so I, I felt like I wasn't getting a lot of attention at home, but my kindergarten teacher was just, she was the bee's knees. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just remember halfway through the school year going, you know what? I'm going to be a teacher mm-hmm. just because <laughs> of her. And, um, You know, it just stuck. Like, I just always knew I wanted to be a teacher. And then I always would find it funny because my friends would be like, well, I don't know what I want to do with life. And I'm like, how do you not know what you want to be? (laughs) Like, I already know, you know. (laughs) And, Daniel, it's funny. So when you started with, well, it all started with, I really thought you were going to go the science route and be like, it all started. And then then I'd be like, hey, hold on, this is the wrong podcast for that. (laughs) But then also, it's funny because our topic is mental health. My panic attacks started in fifth grade. Oh, they did, and it they. Um, I know that we had a lot going on in fifth grade. Um, we were starting the testing, like the FCAT was super big, yeah. and I just remember being like, "If I don't pass, I am gonna be in remedial um, English and remedial yeah, sure. and and like my mom thought there was something seriously wrong with me. Like I went to the doctor several times, and he's like, mm, "I think that's just a panic attack." Yeah, and um. Yeah, so it all started in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you guys? What do you guys do to de-stress and be able to be the calm in the storm for these kids? I thought you were going to
1: ask what we do for ourselves because remember earlier today we had recess on Friday. <laughs> like I can do outside all the time. For me, I'm, I decompress outside. That's me. I'm in my garden. Um, <clears throat> for the students... I think I have to take a mental step back and realize that when they are abnormal, I guess the, that's the word I would say, when they're, they're just not the ideal student, mm-hmm. I got to remove myself from that behavior and yeah. just, you know, say, well, maybe this is happening, maybe th-. just pause. I have to put on my pause button Yeah, and not react because I'm, I'm a believer in responding, not reacting. Okay. So I have to put on yeah. that pause button. And I need to take that home with me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pressing it all the time. But I guess listening to them to try and help them help themselves. Yeah. Because we're in a field where they kind of want us to do things for them, but we have to give them tools for them to use. Yeah. So I think it's just me putting on the pause, remove myself from them. But I got things to do, and you need to straighten up.
0: But and help but
1: them through their chaos.
0: You doing the things at home and gardening and things like that, like. That probably recenters you so that you can oh, come back yes. in. So I think that it's it's all full circle. Like those things we do at home for ourselves, I think we need to do in order to be able to come back in and be good teachers.
1: Right, because I, I try my best to be the show up and be the best for them. Right, I do because they deserve that. Yes, they don't deserve anything less. This is why I'm here, so I need to show up and, and show mm-hmm. out. Uh, but that reset button is definitely important. And for them, I'm trying to incorporate, incorporate, weight okay, can't say the word, but in-
0: incorporate, incorporate, I did mm-hmm. say it. Um,
1: For them to reset their own button. Be- yeah. be accountable and responsible.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's going back to teaching them, like, I'm not going to spoon feed you. And in life, nobody, when they get our age, they're going to have to figure out how to Mm self-soothe, you know, and and reset themselves. So, giving them the tools is important. I know we do the once a month, um, well, not once a month, but we do Sanford Harmony, and we do the lessons, and we try to have a poster up every month. And those are all geared to try and help them be better at that. Right. So, what about you, Daniel?
2: Um, one of the things I do, um, before the school year begins, I just, tris- I just, tris- I can't even say it now. <laughs> now I'm like Tracy. <laughs> um, I plan, um, my yearly checkups right before the school year begins. okay. That's a mental way of me saying I'm all physically ready to go. Oh, to make sure that I'm taking myself, taking care of myself during the summer, mm-hmm. that I'm prepping, ready. That's when smart. the school year begins, um, I condition myself to make sure rest, eating right, um, getting stuff done, and I don't rest until the end, even though we have the weekends and even though we have the breaks. And sometimes I don't even realize the breaks are coming up. The kids remind me. And sometimes I I hate that we have the breaks because mm-hmm. I get in s- so involved with the work and in the process mm-hmm. of what the school year is all about that is like oh man we gotta we gotta take a break and you <laughs> know it's, that's how it is and then come back to it so that allows me to have longevity throughout this whole school year mm-hmm. so the most common things that happens day in and day out do not bring me down. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm able to walk the walk with the kids and talk the talk when, w- w- whenever something happens. The second <laughs> thing is not taking things personal. Mm. If something happens and the student or whoever is having a bad day, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. So if, so, if a kid made a mistake or there's something that, that happened um, of sorts, well, tomorrow it's a new day so we can start again. Um, that was yesterday. Yeah. That's not you anymore. You're you're not the same person you were the day before. And the same thing when you're teaching, they're not the same per students they were at the beginning of the year when mm-hmm. they were learning about science. Um, so just I wonder having, if
0: they see that at home though, because a lot of them will come in the next day thinking either A, I'm in trouble, so they kinda like tuck themselves away. Yeah. Or B like well, I'm mad at them because they're mad at me
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and that's why w- another thing is I have these on this discord with the kids mm-hmm. where we kind of stop from learning and it's just a couple of minutes let's just talk mm-hmm. let's just be ourselves let's take off the cap of student and teacher okay what's going on what, yeah what's what did you do this weekend um did you get plenty of sleep? Just little right. things to kind of show Checking more of that connection, yeah. um, And and we have that honest discord, and it helps because they get to be themselves, they get to really um, open up, mm-hmm. and and then when we have those moments, it's like okay, let's focus on on the work now and let's get through what we got to get through, yeah. Um, and realizing that that you know you're kind of there for them, um, but other than that, just I I take pride. You gotta practice what you preach. If I'm preaching to them to get rest, I gotta rest myself. If I wanna preach to them to what I'm expecting, I have to do it myself. It has to start within myself first, Mm. and then it will translate and flow through everyone else
0: and i feel like i was raised with the whole mentality of do as i say not as i do so i think that's really wise of you to be in that that's headspace because they probably hear that at home too like you well you just are gonna do what i tell you to do don't worry about me you know which is not the healthiest <laughs> it's just not oh man have you guys ever heard of freedom riders
2: Sounds familiar.
0: familiar. It it was a movie back in uh, like 2008, 2007, 2008. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was a teacher who had a really hard class. um, And she had them start writing in journals to get them to kind of open up and, and start that communication. And these kids' lives were hard like, really, really hard. And um, I think that movie was what set me over the edge where I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a teacher Mm -hmm. Um, because, yes, okay, I said it as a kindergartner, jokingly, like I'm going to be a teacher. And then I always just kind of knew. But I think knowing like the the traumatized past I I had as a kid, the things that I went through, um, knowing that there was other kids that probably went through similar, if not either worse or, you know, same type of things that I went through, Um, seeing this teacher make such a huge difference by listening to the kids was what made me realize that's where I need to be. I need to be a teacher, and I need to um, be there for the kids. And that, you know, I may not have been able to be protected from the things I went through as a kid, but maybe I can help protect others from going through that. I can understand that. So, that was kind of my, like, aha, okay, I need to do this. Um, Have you guys had any inspiration when it comes to either helping yourself through things or helping um, yourself, you know, or helping the class, I guess, through any of their traumas or things like that?
2: As a teacher, ideas come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. It can come from just eating lunch and just thinking about things. It could be from watching a movie. Mm. It could be just spending time with people, going to the market, just little things. And the ideas just kind of fall in place. Um, I I remember there was a quote um, in college, they would always share these statistics about the percentage of teachers that quit after the first year, the percentage Mm, of teachers that quit after the five years. So my mission was, I'm not gonna be a statistic. Yeah. So that right there was my motivation to like, I'm going to redefine the odds of whatever yeah. that says. And then the second one was from a movie, I forgot which one, but, um, and this quote, I didn't really share too much with people because mixed feelings, but uh, there's no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher. Ooh. So a good teacher, in other words, always finds a way. And so when you bring up that the uh, Freedom Riders, mm-hmm. the teacher found a way, even though the environment and everything seem impossible mm-hmm. and not the best of, of situations, a good teacher can find a way. They can connect. They can bring out the best. Yeah. And it's it's very uplifting and motivating. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, um, when you're teaching when you're working with middle school students um you have to make it more on their level where they don't even realize they're learning they mm, think they're just yeah. they're having they're doing what they usually do bringing social media bringing fun stuff creating TikToks. tocks if, yeah. if they're more an athlete where you bring more of that into the classroom content, and it's like wait yeah. you know in the classroom we were playing uh, we were playing games and we were doing this and we were throwing the football around we were doing all these things I'm like, but I get what I was he he, he got I I understand what what he's trying to show yeah. me. I can explain it I can talk to talk um, You know coming originally from New York you a lot of people are into the the culture of music um, mm. and the art and It's like okay if if music is their driving force Newstat use that as a gateway to eventually introduce them to other type of literatures or any other type yeah. of subjects that they can really make that connection. Uh, Miss Wilson
0: but and I were talking about that finding the finding the way that uh, the kids graduation. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah.
1: The meet them where they are. They yeah, means so many different things. And meeting them with a basketball or a football or some statistic about a sport, <laughs> bringing in math. Oh yeah. Of course. Um, but you were saying how, I think how you... The help, quote? help. Well, I, I want to talk about that quote because students, I mean, teachers would ask when I would tell them, oh, this year I'm teaching middle schoolers math or whatever. You teach middle schoolers? Oh, they must be bad. And I go, none of my students are bad. There are a lot of things that they do that are not appropriate, but right. I just don't like when people call individuals, especially in our field,
0: bad, yeah. even though they do things they're not supposed to do. Yeah. But... Um, well, because that becomes their voice. They hear that in their head. Oh, I'm just bad. Yeah, but I think people
1: on the outside looking on the inside. I think they just tend to repeat stuff. I, you know, yeah. like they're not in it, so they just say that. Um, but the inspiration I bring to my students. Um, you were saying how you you drop and you just you talk about what, what's going on. Um, after a weekend, this weekend it'll be Tuesday. We talk for the first ten minutes um, of class. And it's just who wants to share what you did over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's when they truly open up and I feel as though we get closer at the mm-hmm. class so then they're able to talk more about if there is something troubling them. Right. Because that's just the, oh, we talk about what we do over the weekend, we share this and that and the other. So when I have something that's really heavy on my heart, mm-hmm. I know I can come and talk to Miss Stroud, so maybe I can talk to a class and they, you know, share something with them so that they're not walking around with that burden because right. Sometimes I believe they feel as though they just can't talk. So, coming after a weekend, that that's our ten minutes. Well, what you do over the weekend? And they they're so free, and that's just you know part of moving on to the next level of if I do need to confide in and and you know talk about something that's going on that's I'm troubled that's troubling me, then right. I, I have a listening ear.
0: Yeah, and I d- I do private moments so. um... My kids at any given time, you'll probably hear them. Miss Walker, can I talk to you outside the door? And I offer them that, like, if there's anything going on, whether it's somebody in the class is bothering them or you know copying off of them, or if there's something going on. And I've I've had several kids even this year come to me and be like, Miss Walker, this is going on, and it, it's eye opening. It's sad, but it's eye opening. Okay, well, you're probably going to have a hard day today because of this happening, you know. Um, but it definitely gives me. Gives me more compassion for them, and I think it helps them to navigate through it because they were able to get it off their chest. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, and talking it out is usually, to me. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but to me, sometimes all I need is to talk it out, and then Mm -hmm. I'm better. Right. So I agree with that. Yeah. Because I mean, personally speaking, when
1: you were saying parents are saying do as I say, like that dictatorship, mm-hmm. that's the same type of household I was brought up in as well. It's like, but why? it's not about why. You just do it. Right. <laughs> so it, it kind of makes you don't say anything. You right. don't share anything. So yeah. it's, it's, where we are, we do need to show that it's okay. If you're comfortable sharing, then mm-hmm. share. Get it out. Get yeah. It out there.
0: Well, and, and keeping it uh, to where these kids know that, mental health is something that they're going to learn about. Um, it's not going to be a stigma. It's not going to be something bad like it was when I was a child. I mean, I remember people being like, oh, they're crazy or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And um, even just knowing some girls in high school that ended up being Baker acted and how badly people would talk about that and knowing now, looking back, I'm like, man, they must have really been going through something. Um, but So we just have to keep that dialogue open mm-hmm. with our kids and be there oh, for yeah. them. It's a sign of the times, though. Like, history just,
1: that was history, and that's just, that was the culture of mm-hmm. the land. And now I'm telling you, I'm so happy to see mm-hmm. that it's common language. Yeah. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. It is. It's not hidden anymore.
0: Right. We can talk about it. We can, we can go through things together. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've definitely gotten a lot of my freedom being able to speak about the fact that, you know, I definitely, I go to therapy. I go to therapy regularly. Um, and if I don't go to therapy, you guys can probably tell the difference because I'm a little bit on edge. <laughs> but
2: but we, we all, in a sense, do therapy. Some mm-hmm. does it with, in the office with a person. Mm-hmm. Some does it through their activities at home. Some do it with Family. I think we all do, and I think like you say therapy i i say i I do meditation, okay, I meditate all the time, and it allows me to reflect and think and pause and and think and reflect every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. um and not wait till the end of the year to think back and that's why the everyday matters, so that way I'm not going looking back and saying, man, I wish I would have done I wish I would have done this mm. no, I did it i I was there each step of the way. Uh, but I, everyone does it in some form or, f- or fashion, whether it's more direct or indirect. Mm-hmm. I think we all do it, um, uh, some kind of form of therapy and self being relaxed and...
1: self rejuvenation.
2: Yeah. to yeah. To get us, um, uh, through our work, especially with, with you were saying that the percentage is so higher for teachers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which is that part of the reason why there's also a shortage of teachers in so many states that I overheard the other day in something I was watching um but that's just one of the factors there's
0: do you think if mental health was um taken more seriously for teachers that there would be more teachers I think so I don't think enough
1: it's not acknowledged it's not talked we're not educated on it. Mm. Once you put it out there and get that language out there about this is who we are, this is how some people respond or react and it's okay or it's not okay Mm. or, you know, you got to break through that wall of the stigma first and let it be known that if you are going through something, if something is troubling you, then there's help for you. It's okay for you to to get that help. Yeah. Um, But yes, to answer your question, I think that, If it was out there as a common thing, example, I take off time at the end of the year, every year, just to go, it is my time. It's not even with my girls. It is my time to do whatever I want to do. Right. And I've been doing it for years. So last year, I think, was the first year I didn't do it. I don't even know why I didn't, but last year I didn't do it. And um, I used to have this one coworker, at the end of the year because I never told anyone what well, I told my team like okay you guys you know I'm taking off mm-hmm. oh yeah we know but I I pushed it back towards the closer to the end of the year and one of my co-workers would come up to me like mocking her her watch you shouldn't be here because it was like I did it every year you're still here so um when I came back refreshed and um just you were saying how you meditate I wish I could could master
0: that. I, I, I don't I want to can't. be in my head that much. I'm I'm trying, I, but it's
1: so I, important yeah. that. I, and again, I think that if teachers were given three mental health
0: days, mm. um, a year or one, outside of sick time, outside, outside of, of that, this is yes. an important
1: thing here. Yeah. It really is. I'm saying it needs to be in our contract to where yeah. we have we rejuvenate. Do and I, you I appreciate
0: you. that we have really good EAP. Um, Mm-hmm. We get seven free sessions mm-hmm. with whatever problem we have. So I think that's really good. But also, I wish that my therapy appointment didn't cost me 50 bucks every time I went. Yes. So, you know, my EAP runs out, and then it's a $50 copay, and that's really difficult. So I definitely think mental health needs to be more talked about, and it needs to be more available for us. And I love the idea of three mental health days. Like, that would be... Mm-hmm. beginning, middle, end. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: yes. Is if, there, it, if we're being honest, if this profession is to be respected, you got to respect the people who are in it, yes. and you got to
0: take care of us
1: that way as well.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Is there any advice you would give to a new teacher or maybe one that's struggling with their mental health during the school year? Well, first of all, acknowledge that you're
1: not alone when it comes to that. And if you have been raised in that stigma of, we don't do that, we don't talk to people about our troubles mm-hmm. or that we're, we're feeling on edge or whatever, you, you got to, and only that person, that new teacher will be able to be brave enough to step out of that and go, but no, I do need help. I am suffering. Can you help me? What, right. what, how can you help me? or guide got me in the right direction. So the advice I would give is, you're not alone. And, um, eventually they will find their way of reaching out for help mm-hmm. and practicing how to make themselves better. But yeah, don't, don't get to the point and easier said than done. Always, always. Easier said than done, but try not to get to that point where you just throw in the towel and you got, you get so frustrated where you just throw in the towel and you didn't give yourself a chance to be, right. to shine the way you could have in this right. profession. Yeah. Daniel
2: Um, if it's a first-year teacher or anyone in general um, join the team and we will help you throughout Mm -hmm. so days of meetings days of um, planning you know hey join us yeah and you're you're a part of us and we're here to help every step of the way, and let's sit down and let's and let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, You're the, gonna make
0: me get emotional because I'm sorry. No, because that's what like that's why I felt like this was the perfect topic for us together because you guys are the best team I think I've ever been a part of. Yay, us! <laughs> you us. Down. No, We're, I mean down. listening to each Thank other, you. being there for each other. I'm. I, it's amazing what that will do for someone's mental health to have a team of people
2: yeah it's it you know if, if you're if you're new you need somebody to kind of show you the way mm-hmm. and so the right people around showing you the way really sets you on track yeah um i remember in this is just a side note i remember uh with my colleagues um sometimes we were critical of who the professor was in which class and i said listen guys cuz everybody was you know saying how terrible this and that was i said listen we learn from not only the good teachers but also from the bad ones mm. so use that as what not to do if it bothers you that much then don't
1: you can learn like something that. from it yeah don't be sure. like that and and,
2: and 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 o- what what you see that you feel is not fit or right. Mm-hmm. But as a new teacher, you know, hey, join us. You, you're a part of this group, and we're here to to, um, to help you That's along the say. way and, and and for you to s- stick it out through, through the school year because it's going to be a long year. Yes.
0: And, but not
2: so much going into details of things that to frighten them because I don't mm-hmm. think they, they don't have the experience to relate to that. Yeah. so then the second part will be you know continue to learn um and and a lot of times they they will understand it better once they go through it as opposed to always hearing about it like all this and that let and not them
0: expect to be perfect the first time you're doing it let yeah. them
2: draw their own conclusions, let them understand and let them figure things out not so and that goes back to being unbiased and neutral and and mm-hmm. all of that stuff um and and them to to be themselves Mm -hmm. and then with the mental health it's like hey i'm next door hey Mm -hmm. i'm here for you hey if anything is going on just let us know we can help and step in um at any point um and even if they don't want to be open and direct about it always you know stop by and, and saying um how was your day today? Mm-hmm. Or um, how did your lesson go? Um, just little things like that. It doesn't have to be so so much Deep. where yeah. Um, yeah. Just in in detail. It could be just something simple, just to let them know, like, hey, um, you you. It's a team effort here, and you're and you can come to us when whenever you can.
0: Yeah, and being a light for somebody whenever they're. I mean. You're not always going to be perky and happy. And and if you are a part of a team, Mm -hmm. then there's hopefully somebody there that can share the the wisdom or the positive in the day when you're not feeling so positive. So thank you guys for joining me today. I know this was a heavy one, (laughs) but I do appreciate it. You're quite welcome. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys, it's Julie. I wanted to jump on before the end of this episode for a couple reasons. I wanted to say thank you. Thank you for helping to make my dreams come true and for listening and being loyal to that. And thank you for being educators. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I've been handling my own mental health journey for a very long time and I know that sometimes it can seem like you are alone. But you are not alone. S A M HSA is Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and they have a 24-7, 365-day-a-year treatment referral and information number that can help everybody. It's 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Call, get help, reach out only you know what it is that you need, but make sure that you are taking care of you and you're doing what you need to. And again, thank you. I wouldn't be able to do this if it weren't for the support from you guys.